Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we will be talking about the action-packed day three of the second test between England and India from Lords. And what uh, an awesome day of test cricket it was. We saw a wicketless morning session as, as Johnny Pairstow and uh, Joe Root put on over 100 runs together. Um, then we saw India fight back a little bit in the in the afternoon as they picked up a couple of wickets before England stabilised it. Uh, and then the then the then the final session. Well, it's fair to say it was absolute carnage as wickets fell. Uh, well, at one end, uh, standing tall among all of that was Joe Root, who finished the day on uh, what was it, 166. Um, Siraj, the pick of the Indian bowlers, and um, we're going to get into all of that in loads of detail pretty shortly. Uh, I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Dan Weston, who's in a hotel with the Birmingham Phoenix. How are you doing, Dan? I am good, Jack. Yeah, great day's cricket. Uh, great night's cricket last night. So, yeah, plenty to talk about. Pretty buzzing. Yeah, yeah. I've just realised I've undersold uh, Joe Root there by sixteen uh, by 14 <laughs> runs. He actually got 180. It was an absolutely monumental performance. Um, we will no doubt uh, talk about him um, quite a lot in the next half an hour or so. Uh, but before we do, uh, just a few quick messages for our listeners and viewers. Uh, you should follow the Cricket Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Cricket Pod. You should head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod, uh, and get involved there. There's a couple of benefits. Uh, I think you can get a hat. Uh, you can meet the podcast boys. Um, and uh, the other thing is we're sponsored by Woodstock Cricket. Uh, buy your Woodstock Cricket bat from woodstockcricket.com, uh, I think. Uh, TCP25 is the code you'll want to use to get 25% off. And Dan, I did a really, really quick summary of the day there. Uh, yeah. I think you know normally on these shows it's best to talk about the, the star performers. Um, mm-hmm. the, the two that really stood out today... Uh, for me, with Joe Root and um, Mohamed Siraj. Um, 
we always, we, I'm pretty sure every time you come on the show, we end up talking about some century that, that, that Roots made. So why don't we start, mix it up a little bit and talk about Mohamed Siraj first. Uh, his <laughs> spell towards the end of the day, um, it's really brought India back into the cricket match. Yeah, and, and it's quite amazing, really, because I think when the last time we did the pod after the, during the last test, we, we speculated whether he might be shushing the crowd as a subfielder. <laughs> <laughs> actually, he shushed us today with a pretty sweet performance. Yeah, no, he was he was he was exceptional. Um, he he what did he came back into the attack. He taken two wickets yesterday when when we were at Lords. Um, thanks to the people who tuned into the drunk podcast we did after that. Um, <laughs> And uh, so he was carrying those two wickets, and then and then towards the end of the day, he he just he just managed to start getting movement um, from the pitch that no one else had really managed to achieve, uh, jagging the ball back into to Ollie Robinson. I think he had him out LBW, you know, or close to LBW three times in one over. Gets him the over after that. That's in England's sort of last really recognised uh, batter, and uh, well, not even batter, like uh, you know, tail end of the can bat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and um, and, it, and it's really brought the game back together. Um, yeah, we thought he might be dropped um, <laughs> after he was a, a little so-so uh, at Trent Bridge. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal performance from him, I think, throughout throughout that innings, by far the pick of the bowlers. Um, is there anything that he was doing that the others weren't, maybe? I mean, it's, it's interesting to see Boomer, for example, go wicketless today. Yeah, I, I I didn't see all of it today. I was sort of travelling back from Nottingham and then had a few meetings and stuff like that. So I've gone in and out of the game. Um, I watched the last sort of hour, hour and a half, two hours, and and I don't. I think I think latterly, I think that someone like Bumrah in particular was just trying too hard. If that if that makes sense, the, the no balls and just trying to try to get in front. Recording of in progress. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I just yeah, carry on. <laughs> Yeah, it's just getting frustrated and probably lost a little bit of composure, and and, and that was, that was, uh, yeah. Obviously, Anderson's worn a few bruises from from that last barrage, which was was fantastic theatre in itself. I mean, we talk talk about like you know people say that Test matches are the the purest form of cricket, and and I don't know if I'm wise. I, I obviously traditionally that's the case, but from from a sort of neutral perspective, sometimes I do like watching a lot more short format. But then the last sort of half an hour with Anderson resolutely standing up to Bumrah whilst he's getting frustrated bowling nobles and Anderson wearing half the balls on his body somewhere, yeah. where was amazing theatre. It was so good. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was. It was. It was kind of well batted um, from from Anderson to survive that over. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Was it ten balls long? Did Bumrah yeah. overstep four times? <laughs> someone, someone, someone posted on Twitter and said that they they missed the umpire holding up the white card after five. <laughs> Double over. <laughs> um, yeah, he was, uh, he, 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 he was good. Um, I, I, yeah, we, I mean, we've covered Siraj. Um, the other main man, of course, was Joe Root. Uh, he's 180 here. Uh, what's he scored? Almost half the runs for England. Uh, pretty much half the runs if you if you factor in um, that there were 33 extra, so half the runs off the bat. Um, a, a monumental performance uh, from Root. I, I don't know if it was as difficult here. In fact, I mean, let's be honest, the pitch was quite flat. It was a, it was a much easier uh, deck to bat on, and the ball wasn't doing as much in the air, and the bowling did get a little bit tired. But to go back to back against this India lineup, um, you know, he's having a career year. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the, the generally speaking, people kind of lump him in with that sort of the top five test batsman of the, of the current era. And I think there's actually probably, a, I'm sorry to, to tell our Indian listeners, that I think there's actually a case of him right now being the top one. And 
yeah, he's he's absolutely superb. We've shown it. He showed it twice in this test. Cody hasn't scored a ton for for a fair a fair while. So I think that in test cricket, at least, there's an argument to say that that Root is is the number one right now. I think we said last week as well that that ton last week was like it was equivalent of like one sixty on another day. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously, he's shown that with a one eighty today again. And yeah, I mean, to score half of the team's runs, pretty much. And yeah, I mean, it's a monumental achievement. And I think you said last week as well. He's 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 almost like the the kid at school who's just so much better than everybody else. And uh, yeah, he showed it again today. It was so noticeable yesterday when we were at Lords. Um, so we saw a lot of the Indian batters play. We saw four England players, um, including Hamid for one ball. Um, <laughs> but it it was it, it was remarkable how much more time. Uh, and how much more comfortable Root looked compared to everyone else, and, and just yeah. the 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 ability he had to um, score kind of effortless runs. Um, and he's got he's got a game that adapts really well to a lot of different conditions, I think. And, and you can see today uh, and yesterday the scoring areas he used, you know, predominantly square square of the wicket, didn't really drive down the ground. Um, Played very, very late all day long. Used that late cut to like tremendous effect um, on a pitch which you know I don't. I think it's quite hard to get out on, but might not be the best surface in the world to bat on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw effectively how that extra level of versatility that he has um, has led to to, to well to, to yet another century. I think it's his fifth of the year. Um, there are two English batters who have managed six in a year. Michael Vaughan is one uh, back in two thousand two. Uh, and I think Dennis Compton in the in the fifties, so he's got a pretty good chance uh, there. I think three more home tests, and then I think three of the the Ashes tests as well are played this year. Uh, he has scored one thousand two hundred and forty four runs this calendar year in nineteen innings uh, over ten matches. Um, so he's now wow. He needs he's he's five hundred and forty four behind Mohammad Yusuf's record. Um, he is, he will play more matches. I think there's a really good chance that he will break that mark for a calendar year, don't you reckon, Dan? Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, the seven seven tons in particular looks was very attainable. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a few people in the chat saying Steve Smith. Not is Steve Smith not the best batter in the world, Dan? He hasn't played for a while. Yeah, I guess I guess on on, on you know what we've seen. In the last six months, um, it's very hard to make for a, a case for anyone besides Joe Root. Um, I, I think uh, William Williamson's done some good stuff, but yeah, um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, this is a supreme runner form right now for him, from Joe Root. Yeah, um, I just a quick question: if we go, if we wind back to yesterday, when when India post posted 364, did you think that was a, a good score overall on this wicket, or or do you think they came in under par? Um, no, I mean, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Um, when they're two six seven for two, you could probably say that that was under par from that situation. But I think any score three hundred plus batting first against England traditionally has put you in, as, as a massive favourite over the last few years. Uh, England are not not generally you have a very poor record of, of uh, batting second against three hundred plus. So yeah, I think you know, India probably would have taken that before the start of the match, but maybe not. So I say two six seven for two. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair appraisal. And someone's asking how Siraj is doing so well. All his balls have a full scrambled seam. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think he's going for a kind of more extreme version of the wobble seam that um, well, Anderson and Broad are two, probably the two best proponents of in world cricket at the moment. Um, I, I, I suppose what that means is that 
it does reasonably unpredictable things off the surface. You throw in the Lord's Slope, uh, the famous Lord's Slope, um, and maybe the pitch taking a little bit more after after tea, and um, that's that's you know I think it, it combines to be a little bit of a perfect storm. Um, for him uh, what else happens um, we saw Johnny Bairstow Dan in the past we've talked about Bairstow and, and mm-hmm. being slightly derisive not really sure why he's in the team uh, 57 today was it that's um, that's that's decent going for him uh, big yeah. partnership with Root uh, has he justified his recall I wouldn't go that far I think he's he's justified being picked for the next test um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think a 50 really proves anything in fact, when the hundred's done, I, well, I'm, I'm going to write a lot of articles because I've got a bit of downtime after the hundred. And one of the um, articles I'm going to write is actually the the sort of before and after effects of a big score on a player's expected average. And 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 the fact is, is that a lot of the time, you know, say say you've got a expected average of forty in Test cricket, yeah. you've got like I don't know, an eight percent chance of scoring a hundred in that game because you're a good player and there's like a probability distribution curve that you can mm-hmm. assign assign to a range of scores. And actually, if you score 100 and you've got an 8% chance of scoring 100 before the inning started, you're probably not a better player after you, or not much of a better player after you score 100 than before you score 100, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe if you're like, your expected average is 40 before you score a tonne, then after a time it's like 41 and the probability distribution curve moves just very, very slightly to the right. Uh, and and I think that that's that's where we go with with Bairstow. I mean, I said last week we don't know if he's a good Test batsman, and I still think we don't know if he's a good Test batsman. Uh, he's certainly not as bad as <laughs> <laughs> I I think I thought he'd be. I it's he's had a problem for quite a, a well documented problem with being bold basically, and and he does at the least seem to have changed his technique enough that mm-hmm. that is no longer such an easy mode of dismissal. And India do have the firepower to, to, to you know, bowl at the stumps. So they've got some very good exponents of, of the bowling at the stumps tactic. Um, so you you would think that if that were still a lingering problem, it would have been exposed by now. He was out in a really weird way, bounced out by Shami, um, who was bowling short with the, the old ball, effectively just to get through to the new ball um, without going for too many runs. Um, and if those dismissals are still in his game, that's definitely going to cap what he's capable of achieving in um, in Test cricket because it, it's it's an unnecessary extra false shot that he basically played that um, that's cost him his wicket. And and you know you do that and and like you sort of say, Dan, um, if you if you play those shots, that's a tick back on your expected average. So this fifty-seven might have you know he might have shown that he's a little bit better, but there's still some problems there. Um, we also saw Butler um, and Moen Ali get 20s. Um, Joss Butler looked pretty out of form. I don't think it was the greatest wicket for him um, if, if the, for his game, uh, in, in, as, in as much as it was quite slow. Uh, and he likes to play the ball a fair way out in front of his, uh, his eye line. Um, uh, yeah, it basically wasn't the surface for him. Uh, and then we saw Moeen and Sam Curran uh, out of consecutive balls um, from Ishan Sharma. Uh, are you a fan of Moeen back, being back in the side, Dan? Um, that's, that's a controversial question. You've landed me in it there. Um, I, I, can't, I don't really want to comment from that perspective, but, cool. uh, but 
Yeah, what I will say is is that I think it's there's a few people have raised this fact on on Twitter, and I, and, I don't, and I'm not specifically for referring to to Mo's call up. I'm referring to this as a policy in general. Is that it? To me, it strikes me as extremely weird, and shows how England are really searching for for solutions and confused with their selection policy. That a guy who's not it wasn't in the squad for the first test suddenly leapfrogged two players who, who are also spinners in yeah. sort of second test. So, I mean, does that mean that they got their, the selection for the second test right? Or does it mean they got the selection for the first test wrong? Or, 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 we don't know. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm pleased for him because I, I know he wants to wants to do well in test cricket as well. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't comment, but I can. I, I think your points about the selection are are really valid here. I mean, it's it's I, it was peak England the day before the match when it looked like Ollie Robinson was going to be the senior seam bowler, and England you know called up a spinner, not picked the two spinners that were in the squad. Yeah. Uh, we're going to play who knows who in in various different batting positions, uh, and I mean the whole career for Mo and Ali and the the way the ECB uh, have managed that has been slightly curious i think um it's there's probably there's i think he probably falls into the category of player that 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 that, i mean i don't know that england don't really know what to do with there was a time when england had about five all-rounders and they they couldn't fit them all into the team in in very well-defined roles so they bounced up and down the batting order uh sometimes they bowl sometimes they wouldn't a lot of them probably weren't good enough to be in the side for either their batting or their bowling, um, and that created created a very well balanced England team, but not a particularly good England team because there weren't really any elite players either way. I think at the moment that's slightly shifted, right? particularly with Wokes out and Stokes out. The there's there's room for um, there's there's definitely there's there's an incentive to make that slight trade off in terms of picking somebody who's maybe not as good a test bowler uh, because they can bat. and I, 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 So I can understand their thinking around Jack Leach uh, and Moeen. But the, the original decision not to have Moeen in the squad and then to bring him in, it does you know, basically demonstrate that there's a flaw in how they're selecting players in, in the first place, I think. Is this flaw worse because Ed Smith is not there? I mean, I don't know, I don't know necessarily whether... Whether Smith was a great or good or bad, we don't know because we're not privy to the individual decisions that, that he was allowed to get through or not allowed to get through. But now he's not there. It's the coaches and the captains picking the team. And, 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 and I think that, to be honest with you, I'm going to be really honest, I don't think that a lot of, in, in cricket, a lot of captains are very qualified to pick teams. No, I think that's probably true. I mean, that's not really one of the 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 skills that you'd, no, I think actually it's required. Over the last couple of years, I've got to know a lot of players, and I can tell you right now. Um, and this is not—I'm not saying this is the case with Joe Root at all because I don't know Joe Root, but I do know a lot of players, and they almost always are ridiculously affected by recency bias with their opinions. So they always rate players who play well against them, yeah. even if like. They basically crap in eighty percent of the other games that they play. <laughs> they really rate the players who do well against them, and this is so commonplace with with players. So, having a captain as a part of your decision making process, 
when basically their sample size of matches that they watch is probably the ones that they play in probably isn't a great long-term strategy. Yeah, I... Well, yeah, and there's a big there's a big incentive as well for... I, I, I think to some extent... The, the the there's two 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 other things in this. Um, it's that there's a big incentive for players who have played against a player who's done well against them to over exaggerate how good that player is because then it makes them look less bad if if you know if that player is maybe average. Um, and the second thing is if you're if you're making those calls within the dressing room about who plays and who doesn't plays. I don't know if you can have a completely unbiased. Um, you, you, or you can have a, your decision making process will be completely unbiased because you are mates or not with all of these players. So there's there's rumours, for example, that people don't get on that well with David Milan. Now, should that affect whether he's selected for an England team or not? Well, if he's producing, yeah, it probably shouldn't. Um, it's it's for the coach, the captain, and the players to maybe manage that relationship better, not yeah. to decide we're just not going to pick the bloke because no, we don't yeah, like him. I can tell you again that that, that, that being. Uh, being a good bloke is massively valued in cricket. Yeah, and um, and I think you do. You see that. The, 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 I think there have definitely been some selection decisions. I, I, I would probably venture um, that Bearstow is one of them for for this test that are, are based around how much they like a player uh, and 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 uh, yeah, not taking that unbiased clinical view of what they're actually going to produce for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, as it happens in this match, you know, Bearstow's got fifty and and sort of. It's it's very hard to say they they've made a bad call there, um, but you know let's see what happens over the next ten tests. He's, he's going to go to Australia, you'd imagine now, <laughs> that in England's middle order. Uh, we have seen that story before, um, and, it, and it has not ended well. Um, so is there is there, you know, at this point in time, are we sure he's the best person for that for that role? Well, we don't, we don't know because we haven't tried anyone else. Um, what else happened today then? Um, let's have a quick look back through the scoreboard. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, basically, Root was batting with people for a long time. There was a comedy run out, Dan. I'm, I presume you've seen the, the Mark Wood Not incident. Not Mark Wood one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it, there was a review to see if Cody was really keen to get Root, Root out instead. <laughs> um, that was absolutely phenomenal. I had no, no idea what Root was doing. Um, you know, Root clips one into the, into the leg side. Um, there's... A single. I think there's two balls left in the over, or something like that, or maybe three balls left in the over. It's it's it's, it's a classic three, case three, of yeah. just leave leave the the less good batter to block out three balls. Keep your good batter on strike. <laughs> Root doesn't even turn around after running the single, and Wood, you know, he's full steam ahead. He he's not even looking at the ball. He, I mean, to make matters worse, he's gone to Jadeja, who's like absolutely yeah. nailed on to wing <laughs> it, was, it in over the stumps. It was like in the hundred when um, Owen Morgan decided to take a quick single on against Chris Jordan the other, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's gone. Uh, that was that was really funny. Uh, Would go on for five. Uh, I wonder. So similar to your point about how India might have been a bit disappointed at two hundred and seventy for two to only end up mm-hmm. adding. Uh, 90 more runs or, or 80 more or yeah, 100 more runs to their total um, England at one point you know 340 for 5 mm. have they have they underperformed here the title blown away a little bit it's opened the game up um, yeah. yeah I mean like, I guess I guess at 340 for 5 they're in a position where they could in theory put under India under a significant amount of scoreboard pressure 100 plus lead would, would have been very Attainable from that position, mm-hmm. uh, and 
And now we're in a position where they've got 27 run lead. And, you know, if India can get to say like 260 for five or something at stumps tomorrow, yeah. then England are going to be under a bit of pressure. If India say batted another hour or day five, and, and then he left England like two and a half sessions to to see out. But that's that's they, they've, England by collapsing have opened up that possibility at least. Yeah, they have. Um, I don't know if you'll know this off the top of your head. I, I certainly don't. But or have you ever heard of a batter facing two hat trick balls in their innings? No, no. That's well, Root's pulled off that feat. It could be another another record for him. I know, Obviously, I, I know when 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 Immy bowled his first ball last night, we we realised he was on like a the four, a four in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously he came in after Hasib Hamid was bowled, and that was that was a bit weird. Just sort of missed a ball hitting mid, halfway up middle stump, um, but you know, it was what it was. And then, and then Curran uh, nicking off to Ishan Sharma um, at, at, the, at the end of the over meant that by the time another over had been played, Root was yeah. on strike again. There um, <laughs> saw them saw them out, both, saw both of them out. Uh, okay, I think that's most no, of the we, stuff. We've got something else to talk about. We've got what? What, what is it? Yeah, go for it. Java. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was incredible. I've never seen that happen. I've also never seen the TV show. Well, not streaker, pitch invader. Yeah, yeah. So, so usually it's like, oh, we're just going to cut away to the, you know a picture of some cranes here, uh, <laughs> while the <laughs> while the while the stewards uh, harangue this guy. But no, they gave him a full they gave him a full billing. He was on air for a good minute or so. Apparently he's like part of this like prankster group that's done a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Basically, if you haven't seen it, what happens is that after when India go back out after lunch, um, a random fat geezer uh, <laughs> w- w- walks out with them with Jarvo sixty nine on his back, full full whites. Uh, he's got spikes <laughs> on and everything, and he gets a fair way out. I mean, he's like almost to the middle of the to the square. I think Virat Kohli's thinking about where he's going to place him. Uh, and, then, and then one of the stewards clocks on and they, they come and take him off the pitch. I think the Indian players thought it was absolutely hilarious. He, he protested by pointing not at the badge, at the sponsors, being like, being like I'm supposed to be uh, on the pitch, but was pointing at, I don't know, whatever, whoever India is sponsored by. Um, uh, that, was, that was excellent. Um, you also mentioned that the commentators were talking about expected averages, which is probably something in your, from, from, or, or that you might, be, you might deal with as, as part of your day job. Yeah. Um, what were they saying about that? Because I was on air commentating myself. So, so uh, Mike Atherton and Andrew Strauss were talking about the sort of expected averages and, and weighted averages. Uh, to they were, they were so maybe saying I think they were alluding to the fact that in runs in Australia might count differently to runs in England in different conditions and stuff like that. And and, I, and I'm a massive buyer of of that that strategy and that that kind of useful statistical te- techniques. Um, I do it a lot with my own recruitment work, um, and generally speaking, I mean, like, so for example, last week, Root big score in a low total. Today, Root scored almost half the runs. Like this, this is huge for his weight in mm. Africa, for example. Whereas, you know, Hamid getting a first baller in a in a pretty big total is not not so good for his weight in average. So, yeah, it's I, it's a thing, definitely a thing, and I think that it, I don't expect it to be published on on twitter very anytime soon in terms of you know being made available in the public domain but i think some smart teams are really going down that road in terms of using that for their recruitment inspection 
I know um, Tim Wigmore wrote some articles in the Telegraph a little while ago um, about weighted average, and he's quite in with Freddie Wild from from Crickviz, and yeah. they shared the information there. And in the 2018 summer, Joss Butler's weighted average, for example, was double what his actual average was based on when he'd batted and who yeah, he batted. Yeah, I saw that, and I, I I don't know how they've worked that one out. I, I didn't I didn't agree with it, but no, I don't <laughs> either. Um, I've done a lot of work with weighted averages, and one, I wouldn't use it over such a small sample, and mm-hmm. two, um, I, I, I don't really see such huge discrepancies over a, wide, a large sample either. So, um, yeah, I would you know, be sceptical about that, but I do think it's a really useful concept. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean, it's... it's, it's it... At the very least, it should be applied to home tests and away tests or, or tests based on which region they're from. The, one of the tricky things possibly about using them is, is that even now, judging a test pitch is somewhat subjective, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, you, can, you can look at team scores as a, as a rough barometer. Um, mm. But, um, I mean, Crickviz's data from day one suggested that that pitch was actually quite difficult and that India did very, very well to, mm. to get the score they did. I was watching that and I thought it's been quite a slow, hard to get out on pitch the whole time. I mean, Crickviz, they said their projected end of day score was 244 for nine. And I'm not really sure that was correct, um, to be honest, after the, yeah, after I mean, the first day. It's, it's difficult because they don't... They don't... Yeah, they don't share any of the actual information, so we don't we don't know how that they've worked out that it was a seven out of ten. That's great. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but um, and especially especially when one of the teams is two hundred and seventy for three at the end of the day, and and you know James Anderson is on the other side, you you think that yeah. that is quite someone's been quite lucky there or, or been extremely good, um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of a, a divergence, I suppose. Um, but you, I think you could do groupings, you know, England. Um, South Asia, uh, mm. South Africa, and Australia probably relatively similar, yeah. um, and and project better who is doing well in in what conditions. Um, I, I know that's one of the reasons that uh, uh, not for Hari Rahani for um, for India is probably still quite a good pick for them because he has, I guess you'd, you'd say a, re- a good reverse split in that he averages better away from home than he does at home yeah, and, yeah. and when you're playing away from home that, that is useful. He's been terrible in this series. Uh, um, I, so... I see someone on Twitter say that Jarvo might have home for him. In <laughs> <laughs> well I, was, I, thought, I thought it was interesting that India went for Jarvo over Ashwin but um, <laughs> I guess I guess for later in the series. Um, there's a few other questions that have come through one of them's kind of related to this pitch point and it came through on on twitter oh, let me just bring it up uh, from Moncar, who asked why are england not taking advantage of home uh, why are england not taking home advantage by preparing bouncier wickets um it does i think this is quite a neutral wicket for a home team yeah. to have rolled out i don't think that it massively it has benefited england so i think omkar's got a bit of a point there yeah. why aren't they doing that dan oh, don't ask me <laughs> <laughs> i've got it it reminds, it reminds me i was um i thought about this uh, i spent some about this yesterday is that i remember, I remember when i think ken played lancashire in a, a vitality blast knockout game i think it was 2019 maybe if i remember rightly and uh they were playing canterbury and in their infinite wisdom prepared a rank turner 
against like Matt Parkinson and all, yeah. the, all their other spinners <laughs> got rolled completely. It's like, why would you? Why would you do that? And and, and it makes sense. I mean, like if we if we, if England go to India, we're going to get spinning wickets and we're going to get spun out against them. So mm-hmm. what earth wouldn't you create a green top if you possibly can against against India? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I, I was you know ge- genuinely a little bit surprised. I mean, I said on the on the preview show for this this match, my prediction for the series was three one India, and I thought that England would have a chance at when the the ball did loads. So and I thought you know recent history at Lords suggests that Lords is one of the venues where it's it's going to be quite alien for for India. So to to be playing on the surface that they're playing on it is, is you know. I don't know. If maybe they didn't think it through. Maybe it's an accident. Maybe I mean there, there are rumours that England want to play on flat surfaces so they can get used to being beaten by Australia on the same it's same kind of pitches so down under. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case at all. And, and, and it and it, it's just bizarre that they put so much weight into one series. It's like it's like I know support Tottenham, right? It's like yeah. Tottenham recruiting a whole team just to give them the maximum chance of beating Arsenal. <laughs> 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 Rather than like, I mean, obviously we're not going to win the Premier League. We're really not that good, but like, you know what I mean. Like, you don't yeah. disregard the whole competition you're in as long as you beat your local rivals. Like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, the other thing is, it's like England are definitely going to lose down under. It's well, not. I mean, it's not definite, is it? But it's yeah, it's, um, it's such an uphill task. Nailed, nailed you could beat India, and I think you know, for a lot of. I, I, I don't know how this will shift over time, but I know more Indian guys or, or guys of Indian you know, heritage who support India and care more about that rivalry than I know Australians. I, for, for, I don't know, maybe a younger generation, the, the, the whole obsession about the Ashes when um, there's, you know, frankly, a, a bigger local rivalry that, that we experience every day. Um, uh, to one side, it, it, it is a bit odd. Um, we've had a few more questions. One about these no balls. So Boomer bowled loads of no balls. So I think he's gone through twelve in the the innings. Is that because of the slope or what? I mean, I don't know if you've heard from any cricketers that you've worked with, Dan, about that as a, a no, concept. Not, re- not really. I, I think maybe a bit of frustration, a bit trying to effort ball. Uh, maybe I don't know. We saw it a bit the other day. A Lang- a Leicester game against Somerset. Marshall Lang was was getting smacked around by Louis Kimber. And he started overstepping because he was getting kind of really trying to get do that the you know, ninety mile an hour plus balls, and kept on overstepping. Kim was hitting a free six hit for six. <laughs> so it was he ended up going for twenty nine and an over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's interesting because in county cricket as well, um, no balls were two. So in in this match, if uh, that was the same rule, uh, England would have a lead of fifty seven and not twenty seven. Wow. That'd be, yeah, that'd be quite huge. Um, there's a couple of other questions that I want to talk a little bit about tomorrow. Why is Butler struggling so much when the ball targets his off stump from Partha? I don't know. I think like the reality is Butler's probably about an average test cricketer. And average test cricketers struggle when you bowl well at them. Um, yeah. and, and that's what's going on. I mean, it's... A lot of people are saying, oh, he hasn't prepared for Red Bull cricket. He hasn't played a Red Bull game all year. or, or And it's like, I don't think... Th- you know, you've got to bear in mind the talent level you're working with here. You can have the best. How many Red Bull matches did Rohit Sharma prepare for? Well, exactly. Yeah, um, you've got. To, you, I think you just got to factor in that. You know, you bowl well at a guy who's not that good at playing a moving ball. He's yeah. going to get out to it. Um, uh, a diversion of form, divergence of formats is going to come in because 
you know, I can tell you now, Joe Root's going to have a good good series against India in Test cricket, and then people are like, oh, he has to play the World Cup. And I'm not. It's a different format. Well, it, make, it makes absolutely no bearing on our selection decision at all. It shouldn't. Yeah. People are like, oh, Harry Brooks done great in the hundred, and of course he has. Get him in the Test team. No, <laughs> and it's like Butler, Butler, maybe even Bairstow you can throw throw in this in this bracket as well. Just accept that they're amazing white ball players. Just let them get on with playing white ball. Yeah, I think I think to some extent that that is true. I sus- I suspect they though want to prove themselves no, as, right. as test ball, yeah. test cricketers. I, I, I don't think, think it's. You I don't can't think... be all things to all people. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, so uh, they'll continue with that. I'm, I, at the same time as I say that, I'm not sure that Ben Folkes is, you know, necessarily the transformative player that no, some people not. think he is. He's probably he's about the same. Any, he's not going to be any better batter than than Butler. Probably yeah, he's no better. Yeah, batter. yeah. Uh, right. Tomorrow, Dan. Um, the you know India 27 runs behind. Yeah. Um, they'll start the day batting. Uh, obviously, the, the wicket fell with the last ball of today's play mm. as Anderson was bowled by Shammy. Um, what do you see as the potential routes of a victory for each team? Uh, India um, scoring minimum three and over tomorrow to get the, the deficit down to about 250 by stumps. Yep. Um, there's another There's another avenue as well if they get like rolled for like 200 and then England collapse the Batting last, which is very, very possible. <laughs> um, uh, whereas I think, obviously, for England, they're going to want to try and avoid as much scoreboard pressure as possible. So, a, a good first session for England tomorrow is like 100% critical for their chances in this test. Yeah, I think um, this is probably one of those occasions when batting third is very, very difficult from an Indian point of view because they, they can't, they have to bat some time because otherwise yeah. they'll leave England with too long to get whatever score they get. Mm-hmm. But they also have to score a decent amount of runs because again, they, you know, they don't want to be bowled out at lunch tomorrow 200 ahead or something like that because they, they tried to bat for too long. So they, they do have to play some shots. The pitch showed some signs of, of coming to life from a bowling point of view this evening. Um, so I think it could be quite tri- tricky for them. Uh, Google, which I think usually has a, has a decent win predictor, has India at 31%, the draw at 28%, England at 41%. Is that a fair reflection? No, I'd flip England and India around. You're flipping, you think India have got a better chance of winning? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the... Uh, on a bat, yeah. last, bat last test match is generally not a great prospect, which is why I'm not a massive fan of inserting teams Uh when you win the toss like England did today uh, in the between day one um, and I, as much as I, I hate India's 8 to 11 <laughs> I, I just think that they've, they've got better batters than in England you know, yeah. if, England, you know if England get Joe, if India get Joe Root in the second innings it's, that's the game yeah no I, I think that that's, that's possibly true I mean I, the only thing I would I'd venture is you know, a counter argument to that is that because it's it's effectively a one innings game played over two days, a ninety mm-hmm. over limited limit overs match. I think that India will have to bat for so long that England will have the chance of they'll they'll have a lot of control over the, the whether they go for the draw or whether they win or whether they go for the yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that that this is one of those occasions where batting last is is, is potentially advantageous if I mean if the pitch if the pitch doesn't get more difficult than it was this evening then chasing 220 to 250 batting last on the last day 
should be something that that uh, you know even this England team would achieve one one in two times, one in three times, yeah, and that that is maybe a realistically realistically the worst case scenario. They they may well but roll India for two hundred and be chasing one hundred and seventy five. Um, yeah, in which case they should win that seven out of ten times probably. Yeah. Um, so I, I I think I, I like if I I mean if I were either team here I I think obviously the twenty seven run deficit is nice but I I think India's task is a lot harder than England's to no yeah kick yeah. England out the game as it were if India do their very best in England are still going to have a forty percent chance of winning this um, on on day five and their chance of winning at the moment is forty percent according to Google so mm. I, you know I, I like England's chances um, I think that's more or less everything we've got to cover Dan unless you've got any other topics oh no I'm good I'm good I think yeah covered it pretty well cool great um, well we will be back tomorrow I think you're on again aren't you Dan yeah um, I'm yeah, two yeah days it'll tomorrow. be it'll be with Max tomorrow because Ross and I are playing cricket at Hackney Marsh uh, um, so we we'll, we'll be out of action um, it, sh- it should be a pretty good day's cricket I think um, yeah. it's up quite nicely sorry where are Max and Ross today sleeping off a hangover from uh, I think so. Uh, Mac, no, Max was, <laughs> Max was playing actually. If Ross was at Lords. No, Ross was at Lords again. He's gone for the double header. Oh, um, okay. he, so his liver's, you know, going to be in trouble. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, that's that's all good. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Um, looking forward to, to your thoughts after tomorrow's game. Uh, a reminder for everyone at home: we're sponsored by Woodstock Cricket. TCP twenty five for twenty five percent off their gear. Patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. the link is in the the show notes. Go and click that. Uh, sign up as a Patreon. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at the cricket pod. And we occasionally, I occasionally write Substacks if you want to look at my attempts at graphs. Uh, anyway, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.